it's lovely to be here in the in the new year and uh, see in the new year with our praying friends on the the prayer group. And uh, I'm actually in Cork at the moment in the south of Ireland with my friend Andrew, and uh, we're here together in the the little fellowship that we're linked to in in County Cork. So uh, what I'd like to do just I'd, I'd like to uh, have a little meditation possibly on the uh, on on Hannah on Hannah's prayer and uh, but first of all I'd like just to hand over to to Andrew just for him maybe to open in prayer for us for a change and uh, then we can go into the meditation of course lord we come before you in a proper way we think to ask your presence and to seek you even to begin a new year for you hold all time in your hands and we are dependent on you for every breath, every day in our lives is numbered by you. And so we do rightly to go before you to bring in a new year. Oh Lord, we pray, be our teacher. Holy Spirit, we ask that in this next hour, you would enable our prayers, give wind to our sails, bless the words that are spoken and the teaching, the guidance from your scripture. Amen. Thanks, Andrew. And just a few verses from that first Samuel, uh, the first book of Samuel. Um, and it's mostly about Hannah. Uh, just in verse 1 of chapter 1, there was a certain man of uh, Ramathaim Sothan of Mount Ephraim, and his name was Elkanah, the son of Jeroham, the son of Elihu, son of Tohu, the son of Zuth, and Ephrathite. And they had two wives. The name of one was Hannah, and the name of the other was Peninnah. And Peninnah had children. But Hannah had no children. And it's such a marked difference, isn't it? Just with the two wives. One had children and Hannah had no children. And oh, she felt it. You can see in her prayer how much anguish she was in because she had no children. And the fact that the other wife had children made it even worse. And she was in a very difficult and anxious situation. And as the years went by from one year to the next, it grew worse. And in verse 3, this man went up out of his city yearly to worship and to sacrifice unto the Lord of hosts in Silo. And the two sons of Eli, Hophi and Phinehas, the priests of the Lord were there. And when the time was that Elkanah offered he gave to Peninnah his wife and to all her sons and her daughters portions. But unto Hannah he gave a worthy portion, for he loved Hannah. But the Lord had shut up her womb. And in the just in the way the Lord does things, isn't it wonderful that the Lord can bring out of a situation of barrenness and out of a situation of trouble and anxiety. On a situation where 
one could almost say, well, what's the point of being here? What have we got? Nothing. And Hannah herself was in that situation. But the Lord made that situation for Hannah. He made that difficulty. Isn't it, isn't it amazing that the way the Lord works? He made a situation for this poor lady that was very extremely difficult for her. But the Lord, out of it, out of that difficulty, the Lord would bring glory unto himself. The Lord would bring a man, a prophet, a judge of Israel that the Lord could use in a mighty way. So the Lord, out of difficulty, the Lord can produce something that is amazing and wonderful for his glory. Picking up then um, in, in, in verse 6, and Hannah's adversary provoked her sore for to make her fret because the Lord had shut up her womb. <laughs> the Lord didn't just shut up her womb, but the Lord provided this uh, other wife's attitude <laughs> in provoking poor Hannah. And the poor lady was being provoked all the time. And she was fretting. It was just a natural thing to do, isn't it? When you're in difficulties, to be anxious, to fret. And so, as he did year by year, verse 7, when she went up to the house of the Lord, so she provoked her. Therefore she wept and did not eat. And, you know, it's... Uh, I just find it amazing the Lord's ways are so different to our ways, the way he would have a situation brought about for his own glory. We we just couldn't think about it. We couldn't make it up. The Lord is just wonderful in his ways. And in verse 8, Elkanah uh, said to Hannah, Why weepest thou, and why eatest thou not? And why is thy heart grieved? Am I not better? To thee than ten sons. Obviously, the husband was trying his best to console his wife, but it was no good. Um, Hannah was a kindly lady. She didn't say, No, you're not better than ten sons, I'm afraid. But um, Hannah hadn't got what she wanted, and she wanted a child like any young mother would. She wanted a baby, she wanted life of her own, and no husband in no matter how hard he tried, was going to be able to provide really what this lady Hannah wanted. And then in verse 9, we pick it up again. Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Silo and after they had drunk. Eli the priest sat upon a seat by a post of the temple of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. And I think the Lord does bring us to a point in ourselves where we can say we're in a situation as a church body, as people of the Lord, coming from the different nations that we're coming from, that we are in a situation, first of all, of barrenness. In the church, we don't see that uh, reproduction of life, if you like, that we would long to see in our church bodies where, you know, the next generation is coming up and the next generation have what we have. They're saved. They're redeemed. They have the joy of salvation. 
But I think we could say that, and I think we agree that the church lacks that, just that vibrancy and that abundant life, first of all, in the next generation, but also even in ourselves, that abundant life that comes by the filling of the Holy Spirit. Well, I can speak for myself. I, I believe that, you know, I I do feel that barrenness in my own life. And I feel that inability to be able to portray Christ as I ought in the uh, just lack of the Holy Spirit movement. And, you know, the Lord himself did say, did encourage people. He said in the last, when the Lord was on this earth, in that great day of the feast, in the last day of the feast, in John chapter 7, if any man thirst, let him come on to me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And, you know, if we were a church body, a people of the Lord, and out of our bellies was flowing the living waters, that would flow out. And that flowing out of those living waters would be affecting others. It would be affecting my two stepsons, who I pray for on a regular basis. It would be affecting my family, my brothers and sisters, who are not going on with the Lord. It would have an effect. And that's what I long for, just in the barrenness of a situation that one could find oneself in. I just long that movement of the Holy Spirit, that life. Anyway, I don't want to take up too much of your time or praying time, which is the valuable time. But uh, if we go on down and read on down, Hannah was misunderstood by Eli the prophet, the, the priest, sorry. She was misunderstood. She was praying and her lips were moving and she was praying unto the Lord. She was asking the Lord, um, you know, about, about life. And Eli thought she was drunk. Eli thought uh, the worst of her. It says, as she spoke in her heart only, only she spoke in her heart only, her lips moved. But her voice was not heard. Eli thought she had been drunken. And Eli said unto her, How long will thou be drunken? Put away thy wine from thee. And so I believe there's a certain amount of misunderstanding of possibly some aspects of our of the church that don't really understand, you know, the situation we're in and don't understand our earnestness and our prayer unto the Lord and don't understand the urgency in these days, of coming to the Lord and saying, Lord, we're in an awful situation. We need the Lord to break in. We need revival. Only the life of the Lord in the church, only the, the filling of the Holy Spirit, only that movement of the Lord will make a difference. Nothing else. Whatever the husband was saying to Hannah about ten son, <laughs> no good. doesn't work. And uh, we're not going to read the whole story, but um, um, 
I like this in verse 18, just the bit where I'm going to finish off here today. And, uh, or sorry, 17. Eli answered and said, go in peace. And the Lord God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou hast asked of him. And she said, let thine handmaid find grace in thy sight. So the woman went her way and did it. And her countenance was no more sad. She knew. She knew she had the answer. She prayed. She knew she got the answer. Her countenance was no longer sad. All those times, year by year, coming up to the temple, coming up to pray before the Lord. The anxiety of the pressure that was on her, the other wife and what she said and everything was putting pressure on her. But at this time, the Lord answered. And there comes a time when the Lord does answer. And in fact, we can look to the Lord for the Lord to answer in our own hearts so that we can know that the Lord has heard our prayer and the Lord is going to answer. Now, it might not happen just tomorrow. It might not happen the next day. But we know in our hearts, we have the answer by the Holy Spirit. And that is so lovely. It brings us joy. Our sad countenance can disappear because the Lord has heard and the Lord has answered. And it's wonderful as we wait on the Lord for revival that maybe, maybe even today, you might get an answer to your prayer. You might know by the Holy Spirit, the Lord has heard and the Lord has answered. And the Lord will change the situation from barrenness into life. And Hannah some months later, perhaps, held that baby in her arms. She gave birth to Samuel, and she gave Samuel to the Lord. But the Lord is no man's debtor. Sure he's not. The Lord gave back to her three sons and two daughters, I think it says. <laughs> Lovely, isn't it? The Lord. The Lord gives. It's wonderful. So as we get down before the Lord, Let's maybe even be expecting as we pray to the Lord. Oh, Lord, will you answer our cries? Will you answer our petitions? Will you answer our pleas for the Lord to break in into this barren situation and give us life? Thank you.